My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is John Crickey, Vice President of Onward Computer Systems. John and I speak about considerations around IT hardware, including the differences between dealing with BYOD and providing employees with devices. The company may want to set direction and say, this is what we want to use, but the employees are used to using other software, other pieces of hardware. You know, they they may question, why do we have to use this type of phone when we could be using our other phone that we're used to? We don't want to use the corporate supplied one. As well as keeping servers in-house, cloud service, and how and where you want a hybrid solution. They may choose to do file and print storage locally, but workloads like backup, email, you know, spam detection on the edge, all that stuff makes perfect sense to put it in the cloud. Typically, we're seeing hybrid deployments, some stuff on premise, some stuff in the cloud. John Crickey holds a number of technical certifications and plays an active role in the Microsoft Small Business Specialist community in Canada. Currently, he is the SMB Partner Area Lead for Canada, acting as liaison between Microsoft and the SMB Partner community. He was selected for this advocacy role based on his successful community engagement activities, as well as his considerable knowledge about technology, business, and market opportunities. John sits on a number of advisory panels and boards and contributes to the SBSC Canada blog. We invited John onto the podcast to speak about IT hardware. An ever-expanding portion of the IT technology portfolio, hardware can count as anything from printers to servers to tablets. With the rise of connected devices as part of the Internet of Things, IT hardware even includes sensors, smart cameras, and more. In our interview, we focus mainly on devices and servers. John discusses the different considerations around bring-your-own-device environments versus environments where the employer supplies things like smartphones and tablets. In BYOD environments, John explains the difficulties of management and security. How do you manage devices that are owned by your employees but contain information specific to your organization? How do you wipe that information away in the case of a cyber attack? When the employer supplies devices, the considerations fall to what your IT department can support. Specifications are key in this area. Organizations need to decide on Tier 1 or Tier 2 support, prosumer or corporate solutions, standardized or various products, and more. John gives advice on what to think about when purchasing or leasing a suite of hardware devices for employees. In terms of servers, John stresses the differences between on-premises storage versus that in the cloud. He explains when you might want to consider cloud services and when you want information physically available at your site. In many cases, companies will decide on a hybrid solution, but in that case, what information should go where? John gives you some things to think about to help make that decision. Finally, John explains how to write an RFP for IT hardware. We discuss the need to clearly define your network abilities and restrictions, as well as the needs of your organization moving forward, in order to give the respondent enough information to determine the solution that's right for you. Choosing the right partner is important, and John will help you determine how to find an IT provider that can design a solution that fits your company culture. I encourage anyone inside or outside of the IT department to listen to the interview and think about how far-reaching IT hardware really is. If you even use a smartphone at your workplace, then you'll want to listen to what John has to say. 
Enjoy the interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Welcome to My Tech Decisions podcast. Today's guest is John Crickey, Vice President of Onward Computer Systems. John, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. John is going to be the participant in this series of interviews we're having about different technology topics and how to write them into RFPs. And John is going to speak to us about IT hardware, which encompasses some technologies that maybe anyone in the IT department might be aware of, but maybe some of the people outside of the IT department might not figure falls under IT hardware necessarily. John, in your perspective, you know, what technology falls under IT hardware for a typical SMB? Well, traditionally it was things like servers and, you know, desktops, laptops, switches, routers, all the usual things. But now we're we're also seeing things like phones and tablets, other devices. Um, you know, bring your own, bring your own devices and and other ways to get at your data. So it's starting to spread, even uh, with the Internet of Things. You know, all these other little connected devices like smart cameras and uh, sensors and you know alarm systems, all the Wi-Fi stuff. It's you know the the amount of hardware devices that are attaching to your network or that you're needing to deal with is just growing exponentially. Now that things like, you know, cell phones and tablets and more are falling under IT hardware, obviously companies understand the value of a laptop, but go into that BYOD a little bit. When a company is purchasing hardware, as in smartphones and tablets versus allowing employees to bring them in, how does that change the dynamic for the IT department and then therefore for um, MSPs that the IT department is working with? Well, it kind of becomes a, a tug of war or like a power struggle in the companies, even if it's a smaller company that doesn't have a formal IT department and, you know, that the managed service provider does the work. But the company may want to set direction and say, this is what we want to use. But the employees are used to using other software, other pieces of hardware. Um, you know, they, they may question, why do we have to use this type of phone? when we could be using our other phone that we're used to. We don't want to use the corporate supplied one. Um, so you start running into these issues where it, it stops being a let's lead with the hardware and let's lead instead, let's lead with what kind of problem are we trying to solve? How can we solve that? Then how do, what pieces of equipment are we going to use to be part of that solution puzzle? How can we accommodate them? Is it going to work within our framework? So the whole discussion's gotten a lot more difficult. IT departments, you know, are not dictating what happens as much as they used to in the past. It's a lot of times it's business groups or people within the business. You know, I, I want to go on site and I want to bring my, you know, tablet from, you know, iPad or Android or something. Why do I have to use my Windows laptop? And and so the challenge is, is, is it a good business case? You know, is it more user-friendly, uh, more professional? 
Uh, you know, you think of a restaurant, you're not going to expect servers to walk around with full laptops. You know, a tablet would do the perfect job. So, so all of a sudden it becomes a solution discussion and then what fits in it. And from an IT point of view, there's the whole issues of management and security. And, you know, we can't just let everything come in. We need to be able to accommodate. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And we're going to we're going to touch back on that when we get to the RFP portion. But I also want to talk about something you touched on, which was servers. Now, a lot of companies have at least part of their network in the cloud. When is it necessary for a company to purchase things like servers? Is it only for when they have data centers? Is it in tandem with the cloud? When should the IT department be thinking about, okay, I need to present to upper management why we need servers on premises? So there's a couple of different business cases. Traditionally, especially in the small and mid-sized market, you know, people had servers in-house. And then, you know, as the cloud became more prevalent, people started saying, maybe we can move some workloads to the cloud. Now, there may be reasons why you want to keep your server in-house. Regulatory compliance sometimes. uh, Comfort of management that says, I want to see my data where it actually physically sits. But also things like uh, bandwidth constraints. If your internet's not very great, you may find it difficult to move your complete company to the cloud. So you may choose to put certain workloads local. Let's say big, let's say you're an architectural firm doing 3D models. Well, pretty tough to push those back and forth to the cloud unless you have a complete cloud virtualization solution. That's a big leap of faith for some people to do that. So they may choose to do file and print storage locally, but workloads like backup, email, you know, spam detection on the edge, all that stuff, makes perfect sense to put it in the cloud. So typically we're seeing hybrid deployments, some stuff on premise, some stuff in the cloud. And that's where your MSP as well can give some guidance. I don't think it's just servers that you need to think about. There's also things like HVAC that come into it, correct? Well, you you have local services that you need to provide. So for example, security. Do you have security cameras? Are they logging data? Do they need an IP address? How are you going to provide that? How are you going to provide security around login? Um, You know, identity, do you log into the network one time and you can access everything, whether it's local or cloud? So there's there's a number of things that come into play, but a server on-premise or a server in the cloud still needs the same kind of management, uh, you know, same kind of care, same kind of security. So by moving it to the cloud, you're more scalable, but you don't magically take away a bunch of the work that still needs to be done. Let's talk about the work that needs to be done. And let's start from the perspective of writing an RFP. When I'm an IT manager that needs to write an RFP to an, to an MSP or to a group of MSPs that I'm going to choose, what do I need to tell them about my needs on premises, in the cloud, the laptops that I need, pretty much everything? What do you as an MSP need to know from IT managers to you know, get the ball rolling as much as possible? Well, there's, there's a couple aspects to that. I need to know what kind of problem they're trying to solve. And sometimes we'll look at an RFP and say, you're trying to solve a problem by going about it the wrong way. You know, there's different technology that can help you. Uh, other things like, do you have equipment in place already? What's your infrastructure look like now? What, you know, do you have proper security in place? Do you have local users versus remote users? So, there's a whole lot of background that goes into writing an RFP before you even get to the nuts and bolts of the hardware. 
once you once you've got an idea of what's their compute environment look like, what does their user base look like, what are they comfortable with, um, is their workforce scalable? Do they go up and down, or is it pretty fixed? Then we can say, okay, based on the use that you have, you may be a candidate for laptops or or desktops or thin clients or you know Chromebooks or whatever computing device you want to have. What servers? Where do we locate them? You know, geographically, what's your user base look like? So there's a whole bunch of things that go into saying, okay, now that we know we ha- we have defined what you need, now let's start looking at the actual nuts and bolts of the hardware. How much do we scale? And for that, cloud is great with servers because you're not buying a piece of hardware. You're buying a service. Same kind of thing, an RFP, you know, the costing, all that stuff goes in. But if you made a mistake on how big your server need to be, you could just buy additional or reduce the compute. It's not like you bought a fixed asset that now you're stuck with. Going back to the hardware itself, let's say a company wants computers, whether that be laptops or desktops, they need tablets and they need smartphones because this is a company that's not going to allow BYOD. They're going to supply that to their employees. How should the IT department present it to you so that you can better recommend a specific manufacturer for different devices or does it matter at all? Uh, Increasingly, it matters less. So we're able to access all our compute services here at the office, whether we're on an Android tablet or Chromebook or iPad or Windows device. So part of it comes down to what's your environment look like? What is your IT department able to support? And then we start looking at vendors and say, okay, do we want to go with a tier one company or tier two? So, you know, a major name brand company that and in their corporate line that has proper support. So can I get support for my devices if the person's out of the country? Um, is the reseller authorized for that product? Can they service them or, you know, are they able to pick up tier two support if we need it versus just regular phone in, mail the thing in? You know, it, it becomes an issue of what kind of hardware am I buying? Am I buying the cheapest thing out there? Am I running down to my local electronic superstore and buying whatever is the flavor of the day? Or am I going to standardize on some specs, some models, you know, that are reliable, easier to support? So, you know, there's a whole issue around prosumer or home type devices trying to bring it to an office versus go with a proper you know, corporate solution that that's going to last, that's supported by the manufacturer that has proper tech support. So would you say for you as an MSP, is it typically easier when a client comes to you and says, you know, we don't care what the manufacturer is, we just need this, you know what I mean? So you can make the recommendation? Typically, we we would prefer to sit down and and in an SM, you know, a small mid-sized business market, you typically will have a relationship with some some partners. Um, if you're doing an RFP, you w- you'd probably do it for a large amount of equipment. So you had this conversation already and sat down and said, okay, these are, I'm going to narrow down the brands that I'm comfortable with. Um, if somebody comes to me and says, I want exactly this, it's strictly a numbers issue. Um, if somebody comes to me and says, we're trying to solve this problem and we, you know, we need some laptops, what do you think? Then it, it gives us a little more latitude to say, okay, let's work within your budget. Let's figure out what the use you know, the case, the cases, and then come up with a good suggestion and, and say, these are the specs. So there's almost two halves to it. There's a, the, the whole writing the spec or determining the project scope and, and what you exactly need, and then going out and costing it. Um, 
if you have a relationship with your MSP, you may just say, tell me what you think I need. If you trust them, if they've been honest and upfront, they'll they'll recommend the right equipment for you. If you said, I'm going casting my net a little further and I want to get some ideas, um, then certainly you're going to need to provide some guidance around spec, you know, minimum specifications that you need. Otherwise, you're you're never going to be able to compare anything. And then for a BYOD environment, how does that conversation change or how does what uh, an IT department would need to put into an RFP change for you? What do you need to know when it's a BYOD sort of environment? Once you go BYOD, you have whole issues around management and security. So you need to say, can we put our you know, mobile device management software on these devices so that we can, you know, erase them or erase the corporate portions of them if the device is lost. Do you have an HR policy around bringing devices in? Um, you know, what apps you're allowed to use? Or where does your data sit? Are you allowing people to take data out of the company company on these devices? So it becomes a bit more of an HR and a consulting issue first because most of the newer devices can run the apps that you need to run. So it, it because you can say, listen, as long as you have a phone or, you know, smartphone that's two years old or less, you should be able to run all the corporate apps we need to run. Um, you're really talking Android and iPhone stuff. So, it, you know, the apps are there. You can get the apps written. So it becomes a matter of now you need to, in your RFP, you need to include some sort of management, security and management of those devices. And what about for training, especially if it's a non-BYOD environment or even when you're just bringing in new laptops? Is it typically, do you guys typically see that companies want training or any kind of ongoing support? And then moving on from that, how should that be written into the RFP? I, I assume that you would want the IT department to make that clear from the beginning. You know, we expect this amount of training, we expect support during these hours or for this amount of time, whatever it might be. Right. And and ongoing support, we'd prefer to see that split out from a, an equipment RFP unless it's a complete project. But generally, an MSP will have an agreement with the customer and say, um, we are going to support these users or your environment for X amount of dollars per month. And as we add people in, the cost goes up. As we remove, uh, you know, the cost goes down. So it's we would typically say um, in the RFP, is the equipment going to be deployed or is it a drop ship? So do you just want the stuff on your loading dock and then the installation, all that is separate, or do you want that included? How much do you need? What kind of training is there? Is it you know, use, use of the equipment or is it use of your application? So you need to define that pretty clearly because that, that opens up the whole door to uh, vendors who will just drop ship your product but never do a minute of support versus someone who's going to take you, you know, cradle to grave, which an MSP typically would. On the server side, what's the implementation process like for that? You know, personal devices, I assume it's, you know, you hand them out, you help them set it up or they set it up themselves. And it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, but for the server, if, if we're going to have servers installed on premises, what should we expect for installation process, time that it takes, when those servers have to go down, how it might disrupt the current network, and how should IT departments write that into an RFP as well? So then you're, then you're looking at a, an installation scope. So then it has to, you have to define what do you want the supplier of that server to, to do? Do you want just a basic operating system load? 
Do you have your own image you put on it? Do you want the full, um, you know, how many users are you putting on? Is it going to be part of an existing network? You know, you have to pretty clearly lay out what you expect them to do because it can be as little as an hour um, to many hours to, you know, put in a whole, you know, say a SQL server, exchange server or something. So then you look at a whole project scope and, and you have to define exactly what do they have to do? Are you shipping me a box with everything installed and that's it? Or do you need to come in, bring it in? What hours do you operate? Can you work outside of our normal operating hours? What's our disruption? Um, and then even things like what's the support like? Is it four hour response? Is it next day? Um, is it three year, one year, five year? So you, you really need to lay out pretty clearly what, what you need in order, first of all, to compare the quotes, and second of all, to make sure, make sure you're not missing anything. Okay. I, I think that we've gone over a lot of what, you know, the basics and, and, and a little bit more into writing an RFP for hardware, but there's always going to be things that, you know, only MSPs are aware of. So are there any tips or advice or pitfalls to watch out to that you can suggest to uh, end users that they can sort of nip in the bud in the RFP process, maybe common problems that uh, eventually arise if they're not addressed early enough? Part of it is even the equipment. You need to define fairly clearly what you're looking for. So if you just say, uh, give me a quote for some laptops that I want to do Skype on, you know, you can end up with a $300 laptop or a $1,500 laptop. It's pretty, it's pretty wide open. So you need to define fairly clearly what you're looking for, where, the, what the responsibility of the supplier is, you know, do they need to deploy it? Do for support, are they the number one person you go to for support or do you have to go to, directly to the manufacturer? You know, what operating system do they put on? Does it, you know, all these little bits and pieces that you need to say, you know, I prefer these three vendors or, you know, kind of narrow it down because if you leave it too wide open, you'll get a whole dog's breakfast. Is it, you know, off lease equipment? Is it remanufactured? You know, it has to be new, you know, those kind of things, but definitely stay away from the consumer products um, because they're going to have, you know, little lower warranty uh, provisions, but also sometimes the quality is a little lower. Uh, they may be cheaper and attractive, but long-term, they just don't last. John, thank you so much for all of the insight. If anyone in our audience wants to get in touch with you or potentially hire your company, what service area do you serve and how can they get in touch? So we're based in Burlington, Ontario, which is just a little southwest of Toronto. We typically service in in a 40-kilometer or 50-kilometer, 30-mile range, so from Mississauga through the Golden Horseshoe. Um, because we're a managed service provider, we're fairly high touch as well. So meet quarterly with clients and things like that. So we'd like to be able to drive there in a reasonable amount of time. John Cricky, Vice President of Onward Computer Systems. Make sure that you check out their website. And if you're in uh, the Ontario area to give them a call. John, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.techdecisions.co or follow us on Twitter at My Tech Decisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thanks for listening and good luck on your installations and implementations. <laughs>